For the Meat Poultry Podcast, I'm Ryan McCarthy, Digital Media Associate Editor. Figuring out the meat needs of suppliers and consumers continues to be a balance for companies as we move closer to the summer months. For Bronx, New York-based Baldor Specialty Foods and meat and poultry expert Sophie Mellick-Rennell, it's all about keeping things straightforward for clients of the company. In this week's podcast, Mellick-Rennell talked about what suppliers for restaurants and customers need right now as capacity continues to grow. She also explains how the company will handle distribution changes throughout the summer and what they expect to remain the same. Later, she discusses how Baldor works to adjust prices on a day-to-day basis to stay competitive in the ever-changing meat market and established relationships helping them compete. Finally, Melek Grinnell explains her outlook on what the rest of 2021 will look like for Baldor Specialty Foods. Take a listen. What... What are you talking about with your chefs right now and what they're kind of needing from their cuts and everything like that? The, the big discussion right now is, is cost. That's really right now, it's the, the, the prices are going through the roof. And uh, that, that's like their primary question is what the hell is going on? Why is everything so expensive? So, you know, we have to talk about labor, labor, uh, starting from production facilities, uh, you know, the shortage of labor all over the place, the cost of um, commodities, you know, grain, uh, everything's up. Um, you know, why, why, are, why don't you have any Australian land? Well, the ports are backed up till, you know, next year. And th- these people can't get their product loaded. There's no, you know, there's a, there's a shortage of, there's a shortage of everything. It's really like we're coming out of a war. I, my mom grew up in World War II and she's got, and she was a, an adult, like an adult teenager. And um, it just, uh, it, um, this whole pandemic just kind of threw the whole infrastructure of transportation in, in, in you know, it's like a frenzy. And um, you know, you think something's going to land in a port on Friday, and it, the, no, the ship is still being held out at bay someplace, and maybe you'll get it the next week. It's so it's, it's there's there's a lot of uh, issues that they don't maybe know about. So th- those are the conversations we have to have with our chefs, and um, um, but, you know, the, the next question would be well. <laughs> What do you suggest, Sophie? Like, you know, I can't afford to do this anymore. What am I going for? And there's really not many bargains left out there. Um, four quarter meat, uh, chuck, any cut from the chuck. Well, no, not any chuck. Terrace Major used to be like a semi affordable piece of meat, which is the nickname in French is four filet, which means like a fake filet because it, it, the cut looks the same, but it's only like one pound, that's gone through the roof. So it, 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 it's like the minute that something um, gets discovered, like, oh, there's still a deal here, that you have that the, um, the demand just 
it's like almost like overnight. And then that drives the cost and it's all very fast. You know, I used to be able to hold prices for sometimes a couple of weeks. I, I, I spent half my day pricing. Um, it's uh, there's nothing, you know, I've been talking like, for example, right now, a lot of like the country clubs are reopening. So we're talking with a lot of chefs about, you know, dry drip chops. So a lot of the, all the golf clubs have like their opening night and they have their men's dinner or whatever it may be. And they all want to impress the membership, but the, they can't really afford it. So it's, um, I, I, would you like me to address like the home delivery customer a little bit? I mean, because it's the same situation, really. Right. Yeah. I, what I wanted to talk about next kind of is, you know, we, when we discussed stuff around Thanksgiving, it was mm -hmm. a lot of, you know, just trying to adjust to what people are looking at. So kind of what are you guys seeing where you can handle in the spring and summer months when it comes to meat? You know, like you were just discussing with country clubs is one option where people are going to come back and actually eat in person more. Um, what, what are you kind of doing to balance that out now where it's a, a mixture of people that are, uh, getting there, you know, some people are still doing curbside, but a lot of people are going now back to eating in person too. Oh, so we've, we've, um, we've kind of sweet. So, so the, the home delivery program has, um, naturally downsized. Uh, there's a lot of people, I'll, I'll take, for example, the, the town that I live in. I know that there's a lot of Baldor home delivery customers and especially during the lockdown and I go walk through, and I was you know, working remotely, I'd see these people and um, they, <laughs> I was like, they're, they, it was very handy for them because they could ask me all the questions that, you know, Sophie, what about this? What about that? And, but a lot of them, um, as soon as they could, they were back at the stores and the restaurants. The restaurants in, I live in Larchmont, New York, and never have not suffered throughout the pandemic. There were enough people in that town. They're like, I'm going out. I will eat outside. It's 35. I don't care. I'll eat in one of those <laughs> heated uh, uh, greenhouses. Right. Uh, and all the restaurants will open those up because they need to get out of the house. They just, they need to get out and they need to eat out and they need to feel like human beings. They're tired of cooking. They're tired of being at home. So the it's it's um, the um, the attrition uh, on, on the home delivery front just sort of you know paves the way for the room the space we need on the trucks to deliver to the clubs and restaurants. And uh, it's all you know the, it, honestly it's uh, I, and there are people in my family who were did zero until they had their vaccine zero. Once they had that second vaccine, whole new world. They'll get on a plane, they'll go to a restaurant, they'll go see their kids. But until they got their vaccines, they did nothing. They did not see anybody. Uh, the only thing, I mean, that's about it. So um, that, that's the thing is sort of like now there's like a, it's a, a giant rush. As, as quickly as like the everything emptied out, it's filling back in. Uh, so that's creating now we're, we're as far as like, um, um, being able to deliver product, um, and it, 
receiving what we need as far as uh, inventory goes. We're in a very good place. It's just that the prices have gone up, but we're, we're getting what we need and we're able to, we, we're, we're able to um, uh, successfully deliver the chefs as far as what they've ordered, but, um, and, and not, you know, including the restaurants, the country clubs, whatnot. So um, right now, there's not a whole lot of talk. Uh, a lot of the chefs are going right back to, you know, what their menus were, their, their, the, the, we have a really, really good uh, platform, uh, you know, a website that the, it's, it's, easy, it's easily the best platform out there. It, it's so easy to, um, to work through and the chefs see all of their pricing so they can they can hunt for deals themselves and then and then i have relationships with a lot of customers who call me and anything you can do for me is there is there a different cut is there a different packer maybe that i i mean this is sort of it's not so much of a scramble but there's right now there's really not a lot of discussion about what should we be using right they're keeping it pretty simple Right. Yeah. And, and you mentioned earlier, I'm, I'm curious from your perspective, what it, what it's like when, when pricing is, is changing a lot. Like, what do you, what do you do on a day-to-day -day basis when that's, when that's happening? I have to, I have to adjust prices. Yeah. I, we, there are certain cuts of beef that traditionally you, 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 you traditionally have lower, um, margins on because they're always really expensive and they're kind of your loss leaders like tenderloins um, and prime but uh, it, it, it's getting hard it's getting harder you know you don't you, you you want you want to sell the product at the same time you you know you have to pay there's a minimum that you have to make so that you don't you're not losing money. So it's really that's what I'm, that's what I meant by I'm every day. I mean I just I just got two price increases, one from a poultry vendor, one from one of our beef vendors, and and it's like every day there's an email, and then there are multiple price increases from one vendor in a month's time. It, it I don't and so. Traditionally, um, Valdor does pretty well in, in, in a high market when it's uh, because generally the markets are a little bit tighter and whether it's manipulated or not, it's that just if the market is tight and you know, we could go into theories of why it's tight, but um, when they're tight, we seem to do better when the markets are kind of slushy. Um, and there's way too much product. Um, it tends to hurt us a little bit. Sophie, I was curious. You know, working for someone like Baldor, what what kind of advantages you guys have when it's when it's a market like this, and you've got long-lasting relationships with a lot of people that you're you're working with. Um, uh, Baldor traditionally um, uh, selects vendors and uh, 
it, it, it's a very it's it's a very relationship built company. It's a bit of an emotional company in that um, it's not all just straight up business. So I know from I'll speak for myself, the vendors that I've onboarded over the past 11 years, um, there are some that are no longer here. It just didn't work out. But the ones that are here uh, are longstanding relationships. And um, uh, we work together. And, and if, you know, it's the kind of thing where I can pick up the phone and say, I, I really need you to move some money for me. I, I need you to sell me this cut and I need you to move it to something else because I, I need to be able to sell this. And maybe the balance of the whole line rests on that one product. It's, it's too high, I can't, can't sell it. Am, am, I, am I veering off from the question you asked here? No, I think that's right. Yeah. Okay, so it's really, and, and it, it goes across the board. We have very strong relationships with our suppliers. And um, because, and now the, the, this whole pandemic has really even strengthened them more because we stayed open and we were very busy. And we, a lot, some of these places would have folded that they wouldn't have been able to managed you know financially through that pandemic um so um that you know uh, prices are one thing but uh in the you know the uh, availability is another and and so we're in a very strong position sophia, i mean there's certain things mm, no sorry. i was just, i was just gonna say uh sophia just for any of our listeners that haven't uh heard about Baldor stuff. What, what kind of specifics do you guys do for your meat uh, products that you guys do? Uh, just give them a little background on some of the, the products that Baldor Meat has. Um, are we talking about specific vendor growers or categories? Like just, category, just categories. Oh, so um, beef, poultry, lamb, veal, game, turkey, and pork. And at the beginning of the pandemic, we bought a seafood company. And so that falls under the protein category. So uh, all fresh, fresh fish. And we just got our licenses to distribute um, some shellfish, not uh, mussels, clams, and oysters. So the, um, and then within each category, uh, I have pork, I work with four poor companies. I have six poultry programs. I mean, so there's a wide variety in, except for the game. The game's a little tighter, but um, two, I work with two duck companies, actually three duck companies. Okay. So there's, there's, there's kind of something for everyone from your regular USDA choice and prime beef to my gold standard, which is the Joyce Farms pasture finished USDA graded Aberdeen Angus beef program, which is, it's the only one in the country right. that can claim all those attributes. So, and, and then everything in between, dry beef, Australian Wagyu, domestic Wagyu, uh, yeah. So Sophie, even with so much of the craziness and volatility of what's going on right now, what, what are you looking for for the rest of this year when you, you know, you went through a crazy year last year too. What, what are you kind of looking for 
uh, forward going into the rest of this year? I, I think some stability, primarily st stability, not so much in the markets. We can handle price increases and price decreases. The, the infrastructure um, to really just get back to a place where we have the labor we need to deliver all of our customers in a timely fashion and to be able to grow our customer base. Um, I think that right now, that's like the primary goal of this company is to get back there. And I think that's probably the same for any distributor right now. And then um, when we're in a place where, we're, where the infrastructure is healthy, we can begin to start looking at growth again, uh, new product lines. Well, I mean, that's still going on, but there's, there's a little bit of a stop and wait, get, get, you know, get your ducks in a row so that we're ready when, 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 when we feel like we're, we're, we're in a good place, then we can you know, open the floodgates for uh, new vendors and, and things like vendor visits, bringing chefs like on tours through the warehouse again. Um, yeah, we're really looking forward to getting back to a place where um, hospitality is a big part of Baldor. And um, uh, I mean, the, 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 the salespeople have been on the street for quite some time now. As soon as we were a lot out of the house, essentially, if, if um, we were able to see customers, if, if they allowed us on the property or in their kitchens, um, you know, we were back. Right. Well, Sophie, that's all I've got for today. Thanks so much as always for taking the time and giving us a little insight on what's going on in the industry. Sure, I, I hope that I was um, helpful to you today, Ryan. Make sure to check out the latest stories from the monthly print edition and online at meatpoultry.com. Also follow us on social media at Facebook, LinkedIn, Twitter, and Instagram, all by searching at Meat Poultry. And if you like what you heard, please leave us a rating and a review. It really helps us. All right, that's it for this time, folks. Thanks for listening and have a great day.